Famicast 15-2. That's right, this is part of the uh, Famicast Nova Crystallis trilogy. No, that's not right. <laughs> we just got lots of news to talk about, so we're doing an extra bonus episode. And with me is Danny Bivens. Hello. And Minoru. Hello. So yeah, just a quick uh, little uh, news segment, because um, as, as, as we probably predicted, um, as soon as we finished recording uh, Famicast 15, you know, all this news happened, Nintendo Direct got announced, <laughs> and loads of other things happened. So between now and Famicast 16, there's going to be a lot more news, and of course TGS. So rather than squeeze it all into a 12-hour podcast next time, we thought we'd just uh, kind of split it off and do it a second segment uh, today. So, please to enjoy. So, let's get straight into it. Um, Nintendo Direct. It happened on the 29th of uh, August, so yeah, just a... I think literally a day after the Famicast went live, I think. <laughs> so um, we have that tradition, don't we? Either it happens, you know, as we're recording or immediately after we're recording. So, but there you go. So uh, let's get straight into it. The uh, the first bit of uh, news that uh, Iwata uh, came up with was uh, about this special special edition 3DS, um, which you can win if you're part of the Culzep uh, tournament. Um, can anyone remember what they called that tournament? Scepter's Cup. All Scepter's Japan Scepter's, Scepter's, Scepter's Cup. Cup. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Um, so yeah, that's a pretty cool thing. Kind of like the uh, the Mario uh, 3DSs and the, the Toad 3DSs that they did as a kind of competition as well. Yeah, this is actually an LL or an XL as they call yeah, it. Yeah, too. yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Okay, next, Danny? Yeah, um, there's a little bit about Pocket Soccer League Calcio bit. Um, there's a tournament that's, I guess, taking place exclusively using the at McDonald's in Japan using what's called the Mac de DS service, um, and I guess it's it's kind of like you have high scores and stuff like that all over the place, and uh, you're just competing with other people that I guess go to McDonald's and like this game. Well, good luck trying to uh, get the Monster Hunter players out of there, because <laughs> that's all that McDonald's is used for at the moment in Japan, right? <laughs> yeah. Am I right? Am I right? <laughs> Actually, yeah, we could quickly mention the um, the McDonald's Street Pass puzzle. I don't think I mentioned that in the last bit of the episode, right? I don't think you did either. So, um, Minori, you did this as well, right? Yes. So, if you go to McDonald's in Japan, um, you can get a puzzle piece by spot pass um, you just kind of flip open your 3ds it goes to spot pass and then any notifications it says you got a puzzle piece and it's the first puzzle piece you cannot get this by street pass you have to go to mcdonald's to get the first piece and after that you can street pass and get the rest and uh, i've managed to complete it quite quickly it's quite a small puzzle 
and it's just the Big Mac <laughs> in 3D. <laughs> it doesn't move, it doesn't animate, it doesn't do anything. It's just a photograph in 3D. <laughs> <laughs> so there you have it. But um, the Mac the DS service, when you go to McDonald's, um, it's kind of like, it's a really crappy, like, well, it, per, first of all, it's with my most hated app on the 3DS, the Nintendo Zone app. You go on that and it's like this really slow browser-based menu thing that comes up and it takes like, you know, 30 seconds with each click <laughs> to get through to this McDonald's menu and you have to register a username for whatever reason. And then there's all these kind of browser flash-based games. Uh, apparently there's a there's a one, like, some kind of RPG-type game, which is supposed to be quite good, maybe, possibly. Yeah, it's, but, and that, that one's actually, isn't it, via Download Play 2 for that? Like, via the DS download? Exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't think it even works with the 3DS. So should, maybe you just have to it should. There, to I the, mean, there is a section on the yeah. 3DS where you can still do that. Um, right, right, yeah, yeah. Not saying it's, the, it's still, you know, kind of antiquated, but I mean, you know, hey, this is technology from, like, 2004. So, uh, actually, I tried to playing uh, the game, mm-hmm. and, but uh, I was asked to download uh, a DS download software or something like that, <laughs> and uh, it uh, it just didn't work, <laughs> so I couldn't play it. Awesome. Well, it's just annoying, isn't it? Because you, you you load up the brand new Nintendo Zone app, yes, DS, and then it tells you to quit out and treat it like a DS. <laughs> it's a bit stupid, but yeah. I guess McDonald's are still stuck in 2006. So, Minoru, can you read the next bit? Okay, uh, Kirby no Pinball, also known as Kirby's Pinball Land in the West, for Game Boy, hit the Japan eShop for 400 yen. Bargain. Yeah. Well, this came, this came out in like North America a couple months ago, I think in July. Old. So I was kind of like wondering, <laughs> why don't we have this yet? Because, you know, Japan has like everything else, so... I don't know. Yeah. I, I was always a big fan of this game growing up, so I might buy it, even though that I think some of the other guys on the site said they played it recently, you know, via the download version and said it kind of sucks. Is this the is this the part when Iwata pulled out the Kirby goods? I think it was like it was around that time. So yeah, he he just grabbed a huge Kirby plush thing, <laughs> and squeezed it, and then opened up a a, a Kirby CD holder. <laughs> No, it was a Wii. It was a Wii disc game holder. Wii Thank disc you. game holder is like, <laughs> and in Japanese he said like, it opens like this. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, and then he opened it and showed what's inside. It's like, look, <laughs> and he's like, okay, <laughs> thanks. Not for, for CDs. Us. They don't fit. Only yeah. only Wii games. <laughs> only Wii games. <laughs> that was a bit of a weird bit, yeah. But that Kirby plushie, I think that was in a, a swap note that he sent out. Um, do you guys remember that? I can't remember what it was for. For the Nintendo he, Direct. Was it? Yeah, it was a previous Nintendo Direct, um, and he was holding that plushie, and obviously the photo was in 3D. And, um, I don't think it was the last um, Nintendo Direct, but maybe the one before that. Yeah, so it was probably the, yeah, probably the one where they were talking about the Kirby collection, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's probably exactly that one, yeah. So I think um, Iwata either sleeps with that Kirby or has it under his desk in his office. Do you blame he, him? It, it always <laughs> seems to be with him. <laughs> Sticking to his roots, I like it. Um, okay, next we have uh, Dragon Quest X. Uh, this was uh, just talking about the 3DS app. Um, so when you buy Dragon Quest X, um, which obviously is only available in Japan at the moment, um, you get a code which you can download uh, this 3DS app with. Um, so 
what you can do on this app. You can send messages and um, you can view in-game footage, live uh, game footage, yeah. which is, sounds pretty amazing. It's, it's, from what I understand, it's based on, like, in the game you could rent, I guess, essentially, like, rent out your character to other players. Mm. And it's, I, I don't know how it exactly works, but you can see the progress of your player if they're being used and stuff like that. So it's kind of neat to see what they're doing. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And also, apparently, you can see your character in 3D. So it like brings in the 3D model from the Wii game and shows it in 3D, which is pretty cool. cool. Do you guys remember that um, a long time ago I said something about how wouldn't it be cool if they did more 3DS apps for like games that don't have Street Pass? And then you know you can like download an app for it. Like my example, I think it was like Pokemon or maybe even Dragon Quest Nine. Which don't have Street Pass, but like you could download an app that could do the Street Pass for you, and then it would inter integrate with the the game uh, at another level. So it's kind of like it is kind of like that in a way, isn't it? Because obviously you can't Street Pass with a Wii unless you <laughs> put it in your bag. Mine can. That wouldn't do anything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and also they they did the um, the Pokemon, what's it called, the AR Searcher game, and the whatever it is. Which kind of interacts with Pokemon Black Two and White Two, which are DS games, which obviously don't have Street Pass. So it's cool that they're actually doing these kind of things. Yeah. Minoru, wasn't there something else about the Street Pass that they said about? Uh, yes, uh, Dragon Quest X application also has a unique Street Pass feature uh, named Double Street Pass. <laughs> uh, first, you Street Pass with another Dragon Quest X player. Then this information is sent to Square Enix servers. Next, if you Street Pass with the same player online, you get a special reward. Hmm. So you mean, when you mean Street Pass in the game, you mean like, just walk past them? Yes. Okay. <laughs> You're not carrying around a little 3DS. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's pretty cool, that, yeah. So that means you can be friends with people who you live nearby, I guess. Uh-huh, yeah, I think so. That's awesome. Yeah, I really hope they do that kind of stuff with um, the Wii U. Because do you remember that rumor about the Wii U going to have that like um, little IR device or something, and you could carry it around with you and get street passes and then upload it to your Wii U? Which I don't know. It may <laughs> obviously at this point it's probably going to be bullshit because we haven't <laughs> heard anything about that. <laughs> <laughs> the only kind of device that you carry around which interacts with the Wii U that we've heard about is that Wii Fit thing, that pedometer thing. Yeah. Which I severely doubt has street pass functionality. Yeah. But you never know. <laughs> <laughs> right. There is also a new campaign substory that was uh, released uh, shortly after the Nintendo Direct. <laughs> the hell does that mean? <laughs> yep. Like basically, it's kind of like a new, I guess, quest more or less that the game has, and um, yeah, they just released it. And like you know, they're periodically releasing you know new content and stuff like that for the game, and uh, apparently for the next ten years. <laughs> so um, <laughs> <laughs> ten years. Yeah. We need Matt Walker on this episode, don't we, really? I think so. He, <laughs> He's he the one playing yeah. it with his wife. Yeah. Cool. So, Danny, next? Yeah, so Medalot 7. Medalot 7. Uh, it's like a robot battler game that has like an extreme amount of customization on it. Um, they kind of shoved this game off, and it's coming out on the 3DS. And, it, yeah, like I said, like over 700 parts that you can use to customize your <laughs> robot if you're into customizing robots. So, um, who isn't? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it looks interesting. There's a demo for this, right? Yes. 
Have you guys played it? I have not. Yes. Oh, Minoru has. Yeah, there, there's a bunch of demos that came out um, immediately after Nintendo Direct finished. Um, yeah. So, Minoru, did you like it? Mm, it's not my cup of tea. Uh, <laughs> suffice <laughs> to say, it looks like a PS1 game. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So one of the better-looking 3DS games, then. Brumt. Uh, the battle mechanics uh, mm, seems to be uh, decent. Hmm. Okay. Cool. It's like an RPG custom... Sorry, a turn-based RPG game? Yes, it is. Yeah. Righty. So, next up, Minoru? Okay. Bravely Default, Flying Fairies. Uh, Iwata <laughs> talked about a lot of stuff we already knew. There will be over 20 jobs and 300 abilities. It's coming out on October 11th. Hmm. Uh, but before that, uh, the last and fifth demo uh, will be <laughs> out soon. The fifth demo? I didn't see that. Is that on now? No. 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 Okay. Not yet. No. Jesus Christ. Did you guys finish the fourth demo? Uh, yes. I, I came pretty close. I started getting really angry at the stupid tigers, and then I just quit. It's like, man, fuck these guys. It, just <laughs> it gets progressively harder. It's, you're just like stuck in a room with um, bad guys, aren't you? Just like progressively harder bad guys. Well, and it's, eventually it's like a cave, and you're kind of like making your way around. You could find like treasure, and um, then at the end, there's like this tiger just standing there, and you're like, okay, uh, I guess I'm supposed to fight him. He doesn't want me to pet him, I don't think, so... <laughs> You go up and you fight him, and it's pretty freaking strong. And um, I don't know. I'm pro- I probably just because what's really great about the demo too. I mean, to give you a, a pretty good look at some of the different jobs and stuff and the abilities that you can use. Mm-hmm. Uh, not quite all of them, but you know, quite a few. And um, I don't know. Maybe I just didn't go in with like the right uh, combination of jobs for the characters or something. But um, yeah, I mean, it's still fun. I, I still enjoyed it. But it kind of reminds me of why I started to not like RPGs. <laughs> um, but. There was a video of this um, during the Nintendo Direct, and there was some pretty cool stuff going on. Oh, yeah. It does look like a very polished game. So um, I can see, I can definitely see this coming to the West, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, they I, have to, right? I don't see any reason for it not to. I mean, there's still an audience for these kind of games out in the West. So, uh, yeah, it'd probably even maybe even sell better in the West. I don't know. But looks good, but it's got to have a name change. Seriously. <laughs> but then again, too, I mean, Brave brave and, like, Default, that's, like, part of, like, the gameplay mechanics. Yeah, it is, isn't it? So, yeah. I, they couldn't change it too much? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe just leave out the Flying Fairy part. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe just call it Flying Fairy. Maybe. Leave out the Bravely Default. How about they call it Flying Default? <laughs> <laughs> okay, next bit. Okay, who wrote this? This is... <laughs> Your game. Danny, did you write this? This is your game, man. <laughs> <laughs> Screw you, Danny. <laughs> okay, so AKB48 and me. Uh, this is the horrendous looking uh, me avatar based game around the ridiculous AKB48 girls band, uh, which we heard about in the last Nintendo Direct, I guess. And. <laughs> Dancing into your hearts this October. Did you write that, Danny? Yeah. <laughs> you told me to, so I don't know what you you're know, talking about. <laughs> you know what? I think Nintendo are trolling me because this comes out on October the 25th, which is my birthday. <laughs> and, and when I saw it, I was like, are you, are you serious? 
Happy birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday. Yeah, yeah. If anyone buys me that for my birthday, seriously, I swear to God, I'm not talking to them but ever dude, again. Dude, I mean, AKB48, they're just a group of idols, you know? Similar to, what, like Martin Luther King Jr. or... <laughs> <laughs> you know? In jokes, in jokes. Okay, Danny, next up. Yeah, uh, so there's an Inazumi 11 compilation uh, that's coming out on November 15th here in Japan for the 3DS. It is uh, actually the very the first three Nintendo DS games. Um, yeah, so if, well, if you live in Japan and or if you have a Japanese 3DS and you're really into Inazumi 11, then hey, you can get three of them on one cart. Yeah, that's one for James Jones. He loves those games, especially <laughs> the uh, intro intro music theme song, which um, if you've, no one's ever heard it, you've got to YouTube it. <laughs> You'll never forget it. <laughs> okay, so Minoru, next up. Okay, X-Troopers. It is set in the Lost Planet world, and it is a side story of it. It features uh, cel-shaded anime-like graphics, and it is dubbed a beginner's shooter. It's arriving from Capcom on November 22nd. It does look pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. It, it does look like Lost Planet, you know, chibi-fied, um, you know, cel-shaded version. It's very cool. It looks like it had lots of um, auto-aim. So yeah. maybe that's the, um, you know, the beginner's shooter part. Yeah, and you know, I don't know, like, before I even really started kind of looking into this game about the beginner's shooter stuff, I was thinking, man, I don't know if I want to play, like, a hardcore shooter like this, like, you know, on the 3DS, but if it's something that's kind of, like, simplified a little bit, I think it could be a lot of fun. It lo- it looks absolutely gorgeous. Um, there's, I, there's a, I believe there's a video that they had released previously uh, that you can, like, download and watch, I think, and um, it, it just looks really great. So. Yeah, they've got, I think they've got a 3D one, right? Yeah. 3D video, yeah. Yeah, so I'm, I'm so looking this, forward to it. I wonder if this gets around the problem, you know, that Kid Icarus had. I mean, Minori, you don't see it as a problem, <laughs> the controls, because you played... 300 hours of it but like but this looks like a lot simpler like maybe you just I've, i guess you can just holding l or something and you're just locking onto them and firing it didn't look like there was a lot of you know stylus involvement maybe even at all i don't know circle pad um, pro man so <laughs> possibly but um yeah i don't know if it didn't look like it was being controlled by stylus possibly i don't know but, um, yeah, it looks interesting. Maybe you can use your stand, your Skidigris <laughs> stand with it. <laughs> yeah, it looks cool. So uh, next up, uh, we have the <laughs> quite a surprising and strange announcement, this SD Naruto powerful Shippuden game. It's a kind of side-scrolling, side-scrolling beat-em-up uh, coming out this winter. No specific release date. But um, yeah, I guess it's a 3DS exclusive, this one. Um, you know, super deformed characters, you know, big heads, big eyes, little bodies. And uh, it looks kind of cute and <laughs> weird, as you'd expect. But yeah, one for Naruto fans. Next up, Danny? Yeah, so Layton 6 was actually formally announced. Uh, the Japanese title is... Layton. Megaton! Sorry. <laughs> yeah, Layton Kyojo to Chonbume. A no Isang, uh, Professor Layton and the Legacy of Super Civilization, A, A. <laughs> and it's it's coming out sometime in 2013, and it's supposed to be the end of this particular trilogy of Layton games, and uh, I guess the series too. Um, at that, we'll see <laughs> about that, but uh, it's definitely going to end the you know the last these last three games. So it it looked pretty good. They're showing like some different, uh, I guess 
cutscenes and stuff like that. It looks. And didn't they? Sh- I think they might have showed some gameplay footage too. Yeah, they did. It was mostly cutscenes, which look amazing. And yeah, I think they showed like a, a little block, three block puzzle kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I uh, I would venture to guess that they're probably just using you know the same engine that was in. Uh, I know, don't know. Layton. It did look slightly better. But Layton Five looks pretty freaking good. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. yeah it, it actually looks really good. I, I didn't really ever play any of the older Layton games in the DS. Uh, aside from maybe seeing a couple videos and stuff, I can say that it definitely looks a, a hell of a lot sharper. Uh, so, which is that? That's finally coming out in the West, right? Yeah, it's um, coming out just this fall. So, yeah, <laughs> it's all—it's always the case, isn't it? You know, <laughs> Japan announces the next one, and then you know we finally get the one from two back. Yeah, <laughs> I think maybe like Neo or somebody you know else on the site was saying something like, "Yeah, we're finally getting caught up with Japan with Leighton." <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> Spoke too soon, mate. Yeah, level five is just sitting out there trolling us. So, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it looks it looks awesome. Very nice cutscenes, and uh, yeah, it should be cool. But that that title is freaking long. Yeah. They're gonna have to shorten it. Legacy of the Super Civilization A. They'll change it. Probably. They'll probably just call it Civilization A or something. Legacy. That, even that doesn't make sense. I don't know. But yeah, the logo <laughs> the logo involves like a huge. A, doesn't it? Which is like shaped like a like a tower or something. So obviously the letter A is important for whatever reason. Um, okay, next up, uh, Minoru. Okay, uh, New Art Academy or Shin Egokoro Kyoshitsu. It's coming out on September 13th. Hmm. And this is going to be a download game and, and a retail game, I think. That's right. S- simultaneous both which is, uh, yeah, good to hear that more games are doing that. They're not just going to do those first two and then that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, you would expect from Nintendo, right? <laughs> um, yeah, I think, yeah, Dan talked about that uh, extensively, hasn't he, on various podcasts. Mm-hmm. So uh, Drawing strawberries or something. Yeah, finally <laughs> coming to Japan, there you go. Uh, next up, <laughs> why do I always end up with these games? Yeah. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Wagamama Fashion Girls Mode. Uh, so this game, uh, some this girly fashion game, is this the one where you kind of make a shop and you sell stuff? I thought you were just dressing up models, and you could also dress up guy models too. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I saw like them making a shop though, like uh-uh. kind of like that. Anyway, this game and the pink and white 3DS LL is coming out on the same day, 27th of uh, September. So yeah, another new color. For um, for Japan, pink and white, that should go down well with girls, I guess. <laughs> Actually, you know, like <laughs> last year around the same time, they released the misty pink uh, 3DS. I th- it was in like October, but yeah. Yeah, I can't believe you bought that, Danny. I know, I can't either. I bought three of them. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, um, Japan is probably the only country in the world where you would see a man with a pink 3DS or DS. <laughs> Am I right? Oh yeah, I've seen it. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, I, I mean, a straight man. <laughs> yeah, it's just the way it is. Yeah. I mean, pink cell phones, whatever. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I can understand, but I mean, I just don't think this thing really looks that cool. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't mind pink, you know, whatever. But the, the inside is white, though. Yeah, the white true. one, the one that Minoru has, is is pretty uh, probably the best color, I think. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, 
Okay, so next up, uh, Danny, you got the big one. Yeah, so Animal Crossing... Megaton 2! <laughs> so Animal Crossing finally got a release date for Japan. Uh, it was It's always been set to be coming out here in the fall, but they set the date for November 8th, and it's going to be selling for 4,800 yen. Um, Good. So that's pretty awesome. I know I'm definitely buying it on day one, and that's, again, it's going to be another title that's available at you know retail stores, a physical copy, or you can actually opt to get the download version. Um, which there'll probably be differences in prices depending on where you get the card. Yeah, um, 500 yen more for the download. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and also, one thing Iwata said during the Nintendo Direct event too is that there's going to be like a mini Nintendo Direct for the game, kind of similar to how there was for like Calcio Bet, Dragon Quest, Oni Training, stuff like that mm-hmm. here in Japan. So, I mean, you know, we, we don't know like a whole lot. I mean, other than the fact that you're the mayor and, you know, you can put new lampposts around, you know, stuff like that. So, you know, they'll, they'll pimp out the game a little bit closer to the release. Cool. Um, okay, so uh, next up, uh, Minoru? Okay, Paper Mario Super Seal. It's planned to be released in Japan before the end of the year. Right, Sticker Star, is that right? Yeah, I think title? yeah, I think so. Sticker Star, Seal is uh, sticker in Japanese. Mm-hmm. Not seal doesn't mean, you know, the animal. (laughs) 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 Super seal. Can you imagine that? Entirely different game. (laughs) Um, So, uh, yeah. So that's coming before the end of the year. That's, I guess that's a kind of, yeah, that's big news. Yeah. Still no date, which is a bit weird, but there you go. Uh, Okay. So next up we have... uh, one for Dan Koopman, Denpa Ningen no RPG 2. The sequel to the quite recently released Denpa Ningen is coming out on the 26th of September uh, for 1,000 yen. Is that That's more than the original, right? Was that 700? I don't remember. I think the, the original was 1,000 yen too. Oh, really? I could, huh. be, I could be wrong. I, <laughs> but it, it doesn't feel like that long ago since we were talking about Denpa Ningen. Yeah, I mean, it came out. Actually, it came out back in February, February 8th, and then they had like a demo before it came out too. Um, which yeah, was... it was the first uh, eShop demo yeah. like, for an eShop game, sorry. Right. Yeah. So that was cool, because what was cool about that demo too is you can transfer that all of your information from, you know, that all the stuff, that, stats and stuff like that you would have accumulated in your time playing the demo, and you could have put that into the retail, ver- well, the eShop version of the game when you get it, so mm-hmm. that's kind of cool. And I think, yeah. can't you maybe do something similar with this? You can take stats? Yeah, yeah I think the... Your stats, your save data goes across to the the sequel. Yeah, so there's some kind of interaction between that. So that's kind of neat. Yeah. They mentioned this in the connector bytes with um, with Dan, <laughs> but um, uh, they you, it looks like it's got some kind of Animal Crossing esque elements to it, like you know fishing and customizing your character with um, different clothes and stuff. You can do a lot more things like that. <laughs> so they're obviously adding a lot to it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it wasn't one for me. I tried the demo. It wasn't really didn't really hit me, but you know, I guess lots of people liked it. It must have been one of the most successful. Yeah, ones. I think it's like one of the highest reviewed games on the eShop. It's huh. I mean, there's like tons of reviews and they're all like pretty high, so that was kind of surprising. But I mean, it's it's a really solid game. It's kind of like you know old school RPG, but it's really cute and it's just it's pretty fun. I haven't like even come close to beating it yet. Um, actually, Don gifted it to me. And I feel like an ass for you know, not 
playing through it the whole way. But um, he said it takes maybe it took him about like twenty hours, I think. So I mean, it's a pretty like meaty game for you know a thousand yen. Yeah, it looks uh, interesting. <laughs> Are you gonna pick it up? Uh, or well, download it. Sorry. <laughs> if, if I beat the first one, then yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, obviously. Okay then. So Danny, what's we got next? Yeah, so actually a new game from Game Freak is coming out on the eShop here next week, and they showed it off at the Nintendo Direct. It's called Rhythm Hunter Harmonite, and it's like a rhythm action platformer, and like I said, it's coming out here next week on, well, by the time you get this episode, it's probably really close to coming out on September 5th, and it's going to be 1,800 yen, so it's a little steep, the most expensive game on the eShop other than, you know, the retail titles. But um, this... what's the cheapest um, retail title? Cheapest? The cheapest, because it's. It, I'm just thinking it's. It's They're between not... an eShop game and a retail game. Yeah, because right? cheap... like... like it depends. I mean, what? There probably are some 2,500 yen. Actually, yeah. Know, retail games, um, right? I think. Oh my god, uh, Rayman Origins it just came out in 3DS back in the summer, and I, that actually retailed for like 2,500 yen or something. I don't know. It was something ridiculously cheap. And yeah, I think yeah. when Super Mario Collection, you know, Super Mario All Stars for the Wii, when they came out here in Japan, that retail price was 2,500. But that's like a price point that's hardly ever used it's usually you know above three thousand or something like that for low priced games here in japan something very shallow and of low quality that they they just (laughs) want to get rid of that's the price tag right i guess so mario collection i'm calling you out again (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so um there was a demo for this as soon as the um nintendo direct was over right and we've all played it yeah yeah i mean are you played the this demo yet Yes. So yeah, it's pretty awesome. I love the Mario World style map for it. Mm-hmm. Like as soon as I saw that, I was like, "Yeah, this game has got my attention." Um, but <laughs> as you know, I'm pretty crap at rhythm games, unlike you know the Dans, the Dannys, and the Dans <laughs> of this of the world. I suck <laughs> at rhythm games, so um, I couldn't really do very well. I think I got to like the fourth or fifth level of this demo. There's quite a few levels, right, mm-hmm. in the demo. Um, yeah, and I I couldn't do it. It was very hard. The timing would seem to be very um, precise. Yeah, it, it is definitely pretty challenging. Um, I mean, at the end of the demo, there's like a boss character that you have to fight, and it's it's pretty crazy. Uh, you're like it's it's different because usually, typically, most of the levels your character's automatically running, you know, from left to right, mm-hmm. and you know, there's enemies. Trip runner style, right? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, there are enemies, there are different, like, notes that are scattered throughout the level. I mean, they're not, like, inaccessible. They're basically made, it's in your path, and the only way you can miss them is if you just keep going straight and one's above you or something like that. So, I mean, you know, you, you have to kind of time your jumps and uh, time your hits and stuff like that to hit enemies. Um, sometimes, even if you hit an enemy, but if you don't hit it, like, at the right time, if you hit it too early or something, you'll, like, knock the enemy out of the way, but you won't get, like, a musical note for it. So, Do you, do you remember in Mario Galaxy when... Um the musical notes would appear, and when you collected them, it kind of made up the tune. Oh, yeah. yeah so yeah. each one you collected would go, do 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 yeah. do 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 It's kind of like that mixed with Bitrip Runner. Yeah. And, yeah, exactly, because the, the music itself, I mean, is all the notes that you're collecting are kind of matching with the music that's going on in the background. So. Yeah, and that, that Pokemon theme was fantastic. Hmm. They, they showed it in the trailer, and it's in the demo, and it's, it's really, really good. Hmm. A fantastic remix of the original Pokemon theme. Obviously, because it's Game Freak, so <laughs> sticking to the roots. 
loving it. Yeah, so this is really cool, and um, I, it's even though it's a bit expensive, I think I'll probably buy it when it comes out because it just it seems pretty solid. Even like after you beat the demo, it shows like all like a little kind of like a preview of what's what else is in the game. It looks like some pretty cool stuffs there, and uh, I'm yeah, I'm excited. The camera the camera angle changes a lot, right? It's not just from the side. Yeah, but do you think they could? you know mix it up a lot with that oh yeah i think so i mean even with like the boss battle you're not running just from left to right you're like running away (laughs) from the boss and part of the time you're kind of like running uh, first it shows you like running towards the camera then it has kind of like an over the shoulder kind of thing and you're like jumping over like down trees and hitting like these dogs (laughs) that are kind of in your way and even from there it goes down to where you're shows you like trying to jump down like a mountain and um Oh, it's it's really interesting how they do it. It's really cool. Okay. I was just checking my 3DS here to see uh, Harmonite. That's Harmonite. Um, so yeah, I can I can play it four more times. Mm-hmm. So yeah, five five play limit. <laughs> it's quite a, a tough restriction there. And its 3D effect is pretty um, impressive. Mm. Yeah. And uh, at first, uh, I didn't like it, but uh, it's uh, very addictive, and I finally beat all the levels. Hmm. Nice. I beat them in like 15 minutes, losers. (laughs) 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 No, I'm just kidding. I I did do it, but you're not losers. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, then. So, Minori, what have we got next? Okay, uh, Tomodachi Collection. Uh, It's coming next spring. <laughs> That's it. Yep. And Iwata, yeah. Iwata well, has a, crazy dreadlocks. This is, yeah. So the, this is pretty weird. It, I mean, it's kind of a Megaton three because um, this is a huge game for Japan, and um, I actually kind of predicted it before this Nintendo Direct happened. I kind of thought that they might say something about this because it's so huge. Hmm. You know, almost as huge as Animal Crossing. So it's kind of worth talking about. Um, but yeah, you, you have to see the video. I mean, I hope everyone has seen it by now. The um, Iwata doing all these crazy, very uh, Japanese businessman type thing to do karaoke. And like, where does he go? Does he go to Hawaii or something? Is uh, singing like KK Slider <laughs> from KK Slider type songs from Animal Crossing? You know, that kind of like me, 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 that kind of singing. He's actually saying uh, real words. It's just. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he is right. Mm-hmm. But it's just that kind of voice yeah, distortion with that, that they with do. That yeah, voice exactly. Which is one of the reasons why this game really it can't really come out in English because you know Japanese is very phonetic. You know, there's like it's very easy to um, pronounce words. You know, there's always one way to say one character kind of thing. But with English, you know, there's so many inflections. It would be just nigh on impossible to get um, everything to sound right. All the, like, cause you all can, the as and a's and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and like if you put in your name, it says your name in Japanese. Hmm. Um, but in English, you know, you can have words that spell the same but pronounced differently and you know, so many variations. So I don't know. They'd have to really change it to make it work in English. But, you know, uh, it does look interesting. And it, it, it does... In some ways, it looks like it does more than Animal Crossing, mm-hmm. and it does it in a more realistic fashion. Mm-hmm. Like, because obviously you're using your me, it's kind of like a your me's life mm-hmm. kind of thing. You can have, you can get married, and you can have girlfriends and babies, and you can do, you know, karaoke and you <laughs> do all sorts of crazy stuff. Maybe I'll get the game and never leave my house. 
I'm sure some people did. I street passed someone the other week who was playing it on the DS, even now. Hmm. Crazy, I couldn't believe it. I thought for some reason that they'd got the new version ahead of time. I was like, whoa, somebody's got the new one, and then realized it was the original. Hmm. <laughs> Crazy. So that's coming next next year. So it's a bit way out yet. And uh, the final bit of uh, news we have from Nintendo Direct is um, Monster Hunter 4. So um, they just teased about a new weapon that's coming. They showed like a shadowy outline of a guy holding some kind of weapon, which we don't know yet, which I guess is good news. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't give a crap about Monster Hunter. Um, But we also heard later on that... um, uh, Monster Hunter 4 will be at TGS, playable, uh, for the first time ever. Right, Danny? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if if you uh, cast your minds back to the TGS special we did last year, Danny had many a problem trying to uh, play Monster Hunter Tri? Yeah, Tri-G, yeah. Tri-G on the 3DS. I spent way too much time and effort trying just to play it. And and money. Well, not really money. Man, didn't you buy the game twice? Oh yeah, I did. <laughs> I I did like no, I canceled one of the orders, but um, <laughs> yeah, it, that was disappointing. And man, at TGS it was so lame because I, I couldn't go on any of the business days last year, and it was probably easier, but not easy to play the game last year. But you know, I get there and I'm like, cool, I got my press pass. I get to go in through this secret door. That's not really a secret. But <laughs> it's just not as crowded. And uh, I get in, and I'm like, cool, I'm just going to go to the Monster Hunter booth, just flash my badge and see if I can play. And they're like, no, bro, he can't. I'm like, okay. So then, like, the next day, I get up at, like, I don't know, 4.30 and get outside of the convention center, like, after my first train. I think I got there before 7. And I waited out there, and only to find that the only entrance, the only way to even get, like, a to pretend maybe get maybe get a pass to play the game is to go through the public line and have you know public you know entrance and stuff like that and I didn't and I couldn't it was just impossible and even like just excuses Danny you could have easily just threatened somebody and stolen their pass I guess I could have I seen somebody with one I could have just, <laughs> I should have just punched him and took it oh wait it was a girl I should have punched her <laughs> just look for the the weakest you know <laughs> woman or child that you see with the <laughs> But yeah, we're never going to be able to play this game at TGS, are we? I mean, there's no way in hell. It's going to be, you know, those tickets are going to be not sold out, but they're going to be unavailable after like three minutes. I mean, after seriously, literally, after I got there and I was in, I talked to somebody and I said, like, you know, when did the Monster Hunter tickets like run out? And it was like, yeah, they ran out even before the show started. I was like, God, (laughs) there was no chance, man. It's just so. If there are any Monster Hunter fans listening, and you know, who would. You know, jealous of the fact that we have the possibility to play Monster Hunter 4 before anyone else. It's not its not really a chance to play it. There, there is very slim chance that we'll get to play Monster Hunter 4 at all. So um, you're quite welcome to uh, come over to Japan and try. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but unless you kind of somehow, like a ninja, sneak into the, the Messe halls before it starts and steal a ticket, I don't think you're going to get it to play it. I'm just waiting for the inevitable 3DS eShop demo. Yeah, they've they got to have a demo. They had a demo for Tri-G, right? Yeah, but that was like right before it came out. So. <laughs> Good point. So, um, talking about demos, are there any other demos that you downloaded after uh, Nintendo Direct? I think we had, was it three or four demos? Nah, there are four demos. Uh, what are they? 
uh, Airport Hero 3D and Samurai uh, Warriors Chronicles 2nd uh, and uh, what was that? The Harmonite, obviously. They're yes. About, yeah. Rhythm Hunter Harmonite. Yes. Um, and, what was the last one then? And the last one is... I don't know. <laughs> Forgettable. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I actually, I, I played uh, all the um, 40 demos on the Japanese eShop. Mm-hmm. But, but uh, so it's hard to remember. Metalot 7. Yeah. Oh, exactly. There you go. We just talked about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you just talked about the fact you played it. You and Minoru, you were like, Ten "Oh, this is ago. so awesome! I'm gonna buy this game day one." And you already forgot. Man. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Never fail. Okay, and well, uh, let me talk to, talk about uh, the demo of Airport Hero 3D oh, uh, because it's one of the most awful demos. Oh, God. Seriously. Yeah. And in this game, you are the airport hero. That is to say, you are one of the or the only air controller in Honolulu Airport. <laughs> so you give planes permission to land, departure, and so on. And you also need to assign runways and pathways to planes so that they aren't stuck. <laughs> so obviously, you need to pay attention to up to 10 planes at the same time. But uh, here's the biggest problem. Uh, uh, on the map, you cannot see where plane is now, except for a selected one. <laughs> I mean, you can see all. You can cannot see all at the same time. You need to select one by one to check their position. <laughs> what, what a horrible, horrible design! Just like in real <laughs> life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Jesus. Yeah, and if you fail to handle them properly, you get the crash. That's <laughs> it. Uh, I got a huge message on the screen. Game over. Head on. <laughs> yeah, even though I saw a rear end collision on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know we usually save this to the end of the podcast, but I'd just like to read it out now. My last tweet. I just said... Congratulations to Airport Hero 3D. My fastest deletion of a demo since New Love Plus. Absolute garbage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it really is. Yeah. And it was quite a large demo as well. I don't know how they managed to get it so big. <laughs> I guess well, it does have a lot of speech in it, I guess. Lots of Japanese English, Japanese pilots trying to speak English. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. And uh, in order to avoid uh, traffic accidents on the airport, you can make a plane wait there until I give a direction, but soon you will hear boo from the plane. <laughs> so, <laughs> Is that uh, the people on the plane? I think so. <laughs> yeah. Well, you played this way longer than I did, Miller. Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't feel I'm an airport hero at all. <laughs> Rather, I felt as if I were an airport slave. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, it's a unique game. Japanese 3D owners, don't miss it. Was <laughs> <laughs> that we being uh, sarcastic there? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> okay, just checking. <laughs> right then. Um, well. Apart from that, I only played the Rhythm Hunter Harmonite games, which um, was pretty cool, but hard, like I said, and I haven't done it, completed it yet. Uh, Danny, have you? did you play anything else? No, I just played the Rhythm Hunter one. 
Screw, I'm not going to play that freaking Samurai Chronicles game. <laughs> I mean, I played the first demo and it was just like, yeah, bullshit, really. So it looks exactly the same as the, every other Samurai Chronicles game. So, um, yeah, and uh, And uh, Samurai Chronicles second demo uh, is also the same. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. what I pretty much expected. So that's the end of the Nintendo Direct segment, um, but the news didn't end there. We have lots more to talk about, so let's move on to uh, some Japan news. Direct was finished, uh, Iwata dropped a huge megaton tweet. Maybe he didn't realize that it, that's what it was going to be, but he said in a tweet that um, they, uh, how they're going to announce the Wii U in Japan, um, because we all know that in, the, in uh, Nintendo America holding a conference on the 13th of September, which will be literally days away when you're listening to this, but um, Iwata said they're actually going to do one before that, and it's not going to be in the form of a conference is very mysterious so do you guys reckon that'll just be another nintendo direct or something else i honestly think that there's going to be like some kind of an announcement and they're gonna be like hey we're gonna have some kind of a special event for you know wii u so the public in japan could play it because up to this point nobody in japan aside from maybe journalists who <laughs> went to europe or you know america Nobody's really got to, and, and I guess developers. Nobody's really got to play this. So <laughs> everyone apart from us has got to play. Yeah, it. <laughs> and I mean, you know, the, the whole thing about this is they're, you know, with the Wii U, they're like, hey, you really got to play it to basically understand like what it's about. So I think it would, and then shit. I mean, this thing's coming out in a couple of months, and nobody's played it. So I, I really think it'd be in their best interest to get it this into the people's hands, you know, sooner rather than later. And I think. Maybe we could see some kind of a separate like event. Like before the 3DS came out here in Japan in uh, 2011, they had some kind of a special event back in uh, January, uh, mm-hmm. just right. you know, kind of shortly after the New Year, and it was called Nintendo World, and they it was just all about 3DS, and I waited two hours to play five minutes of Ocarina of Time. <laughs> but hey, da- Danny, that's where we we met but didn't meet. Exactly, right? we were both we were there, both but the same thing, yeah. But yeah. Um, obviously, Danny didn't work for Nintendo World Report at that time. Yes. So we didn't know each other. But um, the uh, it's really interesting. If you go to nintendo.co.jp, they actually don't even have a Wii U section on it, mm-hmm. um, even though the, the other regions do. So it really is pretty much unknown to Japanese people at this point. So they really need to uh, step up their game mm-hmm. to get this thing known. Um, but yeah, I think you're right, Danny. I think it will be some kind of public event, uh, mixed, maybe mixed with the Nintendo Direct, you know. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Minoru, what do you think, man? <laughs> well, uh, first, uh, did Iwata really say and uh, tweet uh, 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 they're going to announce something uh, in Japan before the U.S. conference? Yep. Oh, really? Yeah. He said it, it won't be the same way that uh, let's just bring up the tweet, shall we? <laughs> we wrote a, um, a news uh, article about this, so let's just uh, bring that up here. Yeah, according to the tweet, uh, he mm-hmm. said, "Kugatsu ni Nintendo no conference ga aru to yosou sareteiru kana kata ga sukunakarazu irashiteru yo desu." 
And, uh, 日本での Wii U の発表はカンファレンス以外の方法で行う予定であることをあらかじめお知らせいたします。あ、ウェイウェイ。Maybe somebody misunderstood、uh, あらかじめ in advance.、Uh, yeah, this modifies uh, uh, お知らせいたします。Notice.So, so that means I will notice in advance that、uh, we are gonna Make an announcement about Wii U in other ways than conference.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, this arakajime in advance、uh, doesn't modify、uh, announce. Okay, so it says it will be announced in advance, but it doesn't say announced of. Sorry, it doesn't say announced in advance of the American one. Yes. Okay. So, but either way, it's coming soon, right? I think it's、so. got to be around that time anyway, yeah? Yeah. So, yeah, the countdown has started. We're finally going to find out the price of this thing. Yeah, yeah. 30,000 yen, right? I think it's 30,000. Yeah. No pack in. <laughs> 299 in America and 30,000 in Japan, probably.、Um, okay, then. So, yeah, that was a pretty big、uh, way to start off the, the end of Nintendo Direct. And、uh, he also. Uh, said in his Twitter,、um, because obviously people were asking, you know, why didn't you mention the New Super Mario Bros. 2 download packs?、Uh, he did mention about New Super Mario Bros. 2、uh, hint videos, which are also which are available in the eShop. Yeah, whoop de doo. <laughs> But what's with the level packs? And he said on Twitter, he said he, he asked for a little bit more time,、um, as the game's release in North America and Europe was just 10 days ago at the time of Nintendo Direct. And it says an announcement about download courses will be made simultaneously throughout the world. So he didn't say when, he didn't say it was soon, but he just said when they do announce it, it will be announced in all regions at the same time. Next summer. So, next summer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd imagine it before Christmas, but yeah.、Um, not, yeah not, not too soon, maybe.、Mm-hmm. But they're obviously still making the levels, right? Hopefully. <laughs> right? <laughs> Possibly.、Uh, while we're talking about New Super Mario's 2, somebody on、uh, YouTube posted a video of them reaching the limit of coins, which is 9,999,999. It doesn't actually go higher than that. So you can't get 10 million.、Um, and when you, when you do get that amount of coins, you get possibly one of the worst rewards ever.、Uh, I won't spoil it, but、uh, it's not worth doing. <laughs> Believe me. <laughs> Um, I don't even, I'm not even sure if the million is worth getting, but there you have it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, next, he, he re- also restated、um, that、uh, they are releasing download versions of all their packaged 3DS games,、um, including Art Academy and Animal Crossing, which we mentioned before.、Um, Which、uh, it's, it's good news just to hear them restate that it's not just going to be you know, the first couple of games and then that's it. You know, they are going to be pursuing this for a long time,、uh, which is good news.、Um, he said that、uh, in, in relation to Animal Crossing and Art Academy, they would both be good games to have saved onto the system.、Mm-hmm. Obviously, you can just you know, play them anytime you want, especially with Animal Crossing.、Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm seriously considering getting the digital version of that. Yeah. 
And is that what you're going for? Then? Oh, definitely, definitely. It's like I, I kind of found the same with you know uh, Oni training. It's like it's really great to not have to worry about swapping out a cartridge, swapping out a cartridge to do that because it's just like, hey, this is on here, and it's always on here. It doesn't matter if I forget it at home. Well, if I forget my 3DS at home, I guess I'm not playing. But um, yeah, so it's always on there, and that's great. And I think Animal Crossing would really benefit from something like that, especially with maybe Street Pass stuff and other crap like that too. It'd be great just to be able to check it on the go without having to worry about swapping cartridges. I thought that I was going to be one of those uh, one Animal Crossing game per lifetime type <laughs> people, you know, because, you know, there are some games like that, you know, games that don't change very much throughout the years. Like for me, it was Pokemon. Like mm. I got Pokemon Blue mm-hmm. and I got a lot of Pokemon. I didn't get all of them, but I had a great time with it. And I just I haven't bought a single Pokemon game since because for me, that was enough. Mm-hmm. And I thought that Animal Crossing was going to be like that, but this new one is I'm getting towards being tempted to get it. Mm. <laughs> it seems like they've added enough uh, stuff to it. And uh, and obviously having it on the system will be very cool. Because that's how, why I stopped playing the original one. It, oh, sorry, the DS Wild World. is just like having to swap it in and out between you know the newest game that I'm playing and then putting Animal Crossing back in just to prevent my house from getting, you know, dusty. <laughs> and then eventually I just gave up. <laughs> just let the cockroaches have my house. <laughs> just like real life. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> okay then, so let's move on to some uh, uh, big events that are coming up. Uh, so the first one is the Konami uh, Metal Gear Solid event, which I must just uh, just happened last night uh, as time of recording um, so nothing uh, Nintendo related here um, they released they announced a social ops game which is going to be on Android and uh, later on iOS uh, Metal Gear Solid social ops <laughs> <laughs> and they also announced this game called Metal Gear Ground Zeroes which is going to be um, based on the new Fox engine the new kind of graphical showpiece that Kojima is so proud of um, the interesting point about that was that um, Kojima said that this was designed for high-end PCs, um, obviously, because it's you know latest tech, but he said it, it does scale down to 360 and PS3, end of sentence. So for me, that was kind of like the silence is deafening kind of thing. You're like, yeah, why you not know? 3DS or DS support? <laughs> <laughs> Fox Engine DS. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, it's just a little bit annoying to hear the Wii U being left out of all these kind of conversations. Obviously, maybe they haven't had uh, development kits um, given to them. I, I mean, I hope they've got them by now. <laughs> I mean, Kojima hasn't Kojima gone on record of saying he's like he's tried out the Wii U or he's like you know it looks cool or something. You know, one of those Famitsu interviews that they do, and they get like a one sentence <laughs> comment from them. It's like Kojima says. Yeah, it's cool. I'm sure he has, but anyway, it's um, a little bit annoying that uh, the Wii U is not mentioned there. But who knows? Maybe they're behind some NDAs. Maybe they can't mention it yet. It seems kind of silly too. I mean, well, if if they don't do anything with you know the Fox Engine on the Wii U, I mean, if you think about how similar like the architecture is of the Wii U and like the 360, I mean, mm-hmm. didn't Nintendo specifically make it? pretty similar so they could get ports and stuff like that so it's almost like what yeah. how, how the hell couldn't it work you know 
I, I don't know. I, there might be, like you said, more to this than what we will ever know, or what we yeah. know at least right now. So That's true. Um, we don't really know much about um, Ground Zeroes, other than the quite slightly controversial sounding name. <laughs> but um, it's going to be a kind of open world uh, multiplayer type game, I guess, which uh, could be interesting. And the other thing they announced was that they were making a Metal Gear Solid movie uh, produced this, by this guy called Avi Arad, um, who produced the new Spider-Man movie and Ghost Rider 2 and the Hulk and Iron Man. And also apparently producing a Mass Effect movie, which is coming up. So how the hell is he going to do like all these movies at once? It's a bit weird. I have a feeling that this could end up being, you know, vaporware or whatever the movie equivalent of vaporware is. <laughs> Just stuck in development hell, I guess. Um, but there you go. That was the Metal Gear Solid event. Um, no Nintendo games announced. But fingers crossed that we're going to hear something from Konami soon. Uh, the the thing that they did announce uh, after Nintendo Direct was the uh, Laws of Shadow. Um, it's going to get a Japanese release. Uh, they announced that they will. Re <laughs> this is weird. <laughs> they announced that they will announce a Japanese release date, and the the website <laughs> is just kind of like a countdown type thing, <laughs> which Japanese developers love doing. Countdowns. So what's the next event, Danny? Yeah, so this is actually going to be a Ubisoft event. Uh, it's going to be coming up on October 27th in Akihabara. Uh, it's the first exclusive gaming event from Ubisoft ever in Japan. Um, it's <laughs> called Ubi Day 2012, and it's going to have 60 kiosks, and it's going to have games like Assassin's Creed 2, Assassin's Creed 3, Lady Liberty, and Far Cry 3. And Ubisoft's also going to be selling stuff there, too. Yeah, I saw the um, Rabbids figures. I wonder if the uh, the Japanese gamers will go for those. Hmm. But it's weird that Assassin's Creed Two isn't. Didn't you say, Danny, that there was a Assassin's Creed pack being yeah. sold in Japan? <clears throat> there, there was one that just came out. I think last month or this month or something like that. It was basically, I think, all of the basically all the games in the Assassin's Creed Two uh, world that were kind of packed together in like this special cool package. Um, looked pretty cool. I don't know. I personally want to have the english version um oh right that would did that have japanese voices I, I don't know maybe probably not it's probably just subtitled but i was gonna say if they if they haven't really properly released these games before i severely doubt they're gonna yeah the thing is i think they all. did release the games before but i don't know oh, really? maybe they're just trying they just to get didn't sell anything yeah maybe they're just trying to get gamers excited in japan for the new assassin's creed i have no idea <laughs> if this is even popular here or not i mean i i've never seen any like kind of advertisement or anything like that you know we kind of talked about that problem uh, in, the, in the first segment of i guess the, the you know famicast 15 but i don't know i don't know how these kind of games do minoru are you like have you ever played assassin's creed before uh no i've never played them does this type of game just make you like is this something you never want to play and uh, no, actually, I'm uh, interested in uh, this series. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so maybe one day I I'll try it. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I, I played the first two games and I thought they were really awesome, and I'm really looking forward to the third one. So they need to do. They need to set it in Japan, right? That would be pretty cool too. I <laughs> Feudal Japan, yeah. that'd be awesome. Mm -hmm. Then you could make it a ninja game. Boom. That'd be cool. Be like Tenchu, but good. <laughs> Um, 
Yeah, do, do you want to go to this event in Akihabara? You can play Assassin's Creed 3. Maybe, if I have time. <laughs> yeah, come... same here. I mean, it, it's highly doubtful that the Wii U is going to be here. They didn't mention Rabbids, uh, sorry, uh, Rayman, uh, Rayman Origins? Not? Uh, the... Legends. Rayman Please. Legends, thank you. They didn't mention that at all, which is the the game that Ubisoft are always promoting at the moment, so well, yeah, it doesn't sound like a Nintendo event. I was going to say, considering I think that Rayman uh, Origins, Legends, whatever the hell, the fir- Origins? <laughs> the first one? Origins is the first one. It didn't come out in Japan until like months and months after you know the release huh. in North America and in Europe, so I don't know, maybe Ubisoft is kind of trying to step up their game. Well, I think they work through Square Enix, typically, with their stuff because like last year when i was at tgs i mean they had like a trailer for the latest assassin's creed game at the square enix booth because there was like no ubisoft booth (laughs) um, right i don't know maybe they're branching out a little bit more in japan i really have no idea yeah and good luck selling far cry 3 in japan (laughs) (laughs) yeah good luck with that yeah a first person shooter game set in africa (laughs) yep so um, next up, we have the. Uh, <laughs> didn't you find it weird that before Nintendo Direct they said it was going to be based around 3DS and Wii? Yeah. And there wasn't a single Wii game mentioned. Aside from Dragon Quest X, but which yeah. wasn't mentioned, it was the, the 3DS app. Hey, for it. they did talk about the subquest <laughs> thing. <laughs> they might have mumbled the word Wii once. <laughs> but anyway, uh, immediately after Nintendo Direct, um, Taiko Drum Master Super Magnificent version. <laughs> was announced, and it's going to have the greatest song count in history with a hundred tracks, and a four-player mode, and uh, <laughs> there's over thirty mini games, and it's going to have Dragon Quest songs, uh, you know, remixed, mixed with other songs, <laughs> maybe an AKB uh, crossover. I don't know. Cool. <laughs> AKB versus Dragon Quest. <laughs> Kill me now. But uh, yeah. And isn't that like the fifth or maybe even sixth <laughs> Taiko Drum Master game on the Wii? I think Dan said he played the fourth one, right? Yeah, the one that came out last year. He said it was pretty good. Yeah, so this is even more tracks than that one, so pretty crazy. Um, okay then, so next let's move on to Tokyo Game Show. Um, obviously, this uh, Tokyo Game Show happens on the, the 20th and the 21st are the business days, and then 22nd and 23rd are the... Uh, the public days, uh, or as I like to call it, the you're never going to play anything days. <laughs> um, so I thought we could just uh, talk about some games that are coming up and see if we can pick out any uh, Nintendo games that we might be able to play. So uh, Minoru, what is Sega going to be showing? Okay, uh, Sega will be uh, will be showing Fantasy Star Online 2 for PS Vita, iOS, Android, and PC. For partner companies, SEGA will be showing FIFA um, 13 for PS3, 360, PS Vita, and PSP. And Wii U. No, just kidding. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh, okay. And Medal of Honor War Fighter, PS3, 360, and PC. And Need for Speed Most Wanted for PS3, uh, 360, PS Vita, and PC. And Nintendo platforms are least wanted by them. (laughs) (laughs) So that would be no Nintendo games from Sega (laughs) that we know of. of. In Japan, too, I mean, Sega does deal with a lot of EA's releases 
That's why you know mm-hmm. he has like FIFA 13 on there and Medal of Honor right. and stuff. Um, it's just what they decided to do, I guess. It's a shame that FIFA 13 isn't going to have the Wii U version because um, when Carmine went to the EA event mm-hmm. uh, it, and he did that podcast, uh, connectivity podcast with it, and it sounded awesome. Yeah, yeah. Really, really cool. I mean, even if you don't like football, like real football, <laughs> then it, I, I think even you know Americans could enjoy that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, but there you go. Fantasy Star Online 2, that, that would be cool on Wii U. Wii U, that would be very cool. That has to happen. Come on, it's on iOS, for Christ's sake. <laughs> <laughs> Wii U can't handle it, man. Can't handle it. Um, so, Danny, Capcom. Yeah, Capcom's a TGS this year, too. Uh, they have they opened up their Tokyo Game Show 2012 portal site uh, today, as of this recording. Uh, there's, as we kind of mentioned earlier, maybe even hinted at or whatever we said, uh, Monster Hunter 4 is actually <laughs> going to be available in playable form at the show. And the current lineup, the full lineup for Capcom at TGS is Monster Hunter 4, Resident Evil 6, Devil May Cry, Lost Planet 3, X Troopers, and Fl- Flame Puzzle? Feline Puzzle? Feline isn't that puzzle? The, Isn't that Monster Hunter related? Isn't that the stupid little cat dude? Uh-huh. Yeah. I think it is. Excuse me for everyone that loves Monster Hunter out there, including James. <laughs> I'm just not familiar. <laughs> How do I know that and you don't know that? You own the freaking game. It doesn't mean I played a whole lot of it. So EX Troopers, yeah, we'll be able to play that. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy about that. It's a shame they didn't release the demo after Nintendo Direct. We got yeah. the video, but uh, yeah. not the demo. I guess they're saving that for TGS. We might get it at TGS, right? After TGS. Could be. I mean, they've had... they and During the Capcom Summer Jam, X-Troopers was available. They had it playable, but, you know, still nothing on the eShop in Japan. So. Yeah. Yeah, looking forward to playing that. And a little bit of Resident Evil 6, oh, which yeah. will come to Wii U sometime in, I don't know, April next year or something. 2015. <laughs> uh, so next up we have Level 5, which are obviously a huge, huge deal in Japan. They have probably the biggest booze in the world. And they'll be having lots of uh, 3DS games. They got uh, Fantasy Life, uh, Professor Layton, and the Advanced Civilization A, which we talked about, the new Layton game, Layton 6. Uh, Inner Azuma 11 Go 2 for the 3DS, and the Inner Azuma 11 1 2 3, the compilation on 3DS. Um, there's also another Layton game on iOS platforms called Layton Brothers Mystery Room. Um, I kind of heard of this a while back. Um, it's kind of like, a, I guess, a spin-off of the Layton games, which sounds interesting. But, um, yeah, that's coming to iOS. Um, so, yeah, some definitely some games to watch there. Definitely have a go of uh, Layton 6, right? Yeah, and actually, too, I heard that the uh, Layton vs. Ace Attorney game is also going to be there as well. So Nice. Cool. So... Uh, Aside from uh, the Layton vs. Ace, uh, Ace Attorney game, they will also have one more unannounced secret game playable at TGS, which is exciting. Call Layton. of Duty Layton <laughs> crossover. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, there's going to be lots of games to play at TGS. Um, according to this uh, stats sheet that I just got sent, uh, there's going to have over 700 games, which is even more than uh, last year. The console with the most games is going to be the PS3. Hmm. Uh, that's behind smartphone and tablets, which are going to have way more. 
but um, PlayStation 3 is going to have the most, followed by the 3DS and uh, Xbox 360 is going to have the least. But yeah, no shit. Isn't like Microsoft but, not even going to the show like officially? I don't think they're actually going to have like a... No, probably just third party stuff. So 3DS is going to have 13 games, Wii U 0, <laughs> Wii 0, DS 0, and uh, Vita 6. <laughs> so that's kind of interesting. Less than half of the 3DS games. Um, even the PSP is going to have five games there. <laughs> that's mental. And the 360 is going to have ten. So there you have it. So no Wii or Wii U stuff. The Wii is officially dead. And the Wii U is not even there. So there you have it. Unless you're a fan of Taiko Drum Master. <laughs> but yeah, I'm not even going to have that. <laughs> there you have it. So that's it. I guess at this point we can just talk about whatever we want, <laughs> if we have anything. Is there anything that you guys want to talk about? Well, one thing that we had talked about a little bit on the last podcast is that, you know, there's an, an announcement coming up for the the world ends with you from Square Enix, and mm-hmm. you know, every oh, right, yeah, yes. everyone pretty much thought it's like, hey, man, this started on a Nintendo system. I mean, there's even you know appearances from the characters on or in uh, Kingdom Hearts 3D. So I was like, man, obviously this is going to be for the 3DS, right? <laughs> uh, nope. <laughs> it's Well, d- Danny, didn't you or Dan joke that it's going to be an iOS game? I just said it was going to be mobile phone. Like and mobile game it was. Something. It's an iOS game. Yeah, actually, because I, I think I'd read, like, m- I think Matt said something like that. And, you know, obviously we're joking. And a joke, it is. yes. It was a joke, and I took it seriously. I mean, obviously. you know, iOS <laughs> is a lot more capable than, like, a, a Flash-based, you know, <laughs> mobile you know phone type of thing that might have been around but i mean it's still kind of disappointing (laughs) so so it's just an enhanced port of the ds game that's what i understand it's not even a sequel so (laughs) but you know there could be a sequel on the 3ds at some point but just not this time (laughs) not for a long time so yeah um obviously uh after the uh, japanese nintendo direct and we got some tweets from uh Nintendo of America, because they didn't have a Nintendo Direct. Oh, I guess it was Reggie or someone like that at Nintendo. And they announced the name for Oni Training. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> and it had a pretty surprising name. Uh, surprising in how crap it is. <laughs> <laughs> so we guessed Brain Age 3, and what was it called? Uh, Brain Age Concentration Training. Uh, the about said concentration camp. <laughs> 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 yeah, they sidestepped that uh, PR disaster. But yeah, that was it. So there you go. They got around the only thing altogether. But that means they're going to have to change the graphics still, right? I mean, yeah. I don't know. Will they? They they probably will. Maybe they'll just keep him red face and just take away the horns because maybe they'll just be like, I'm really angry because you're not concentrating. I don't know. And actually, you know, one thing about the game, too, especially in these Oni training sections of the game, uh, you know, Dr. Kawashima does always emphasize that, hey, you know, you really need to concentrate if you want to get any better at this. So I think it's, I don't think it's a terrible name, and it kind of makes sense in the context of the game. The other thing that they announced by tweet was, um, was it uh, Animal Crossing coming out next year? That's right. Yeah, and they didn't give it a name. They just said Animal Crossing on the 3DS. (laughs) So whatever Tobidase will be um, translated to. I mean, it translates to jump out, but I don't think they're going to call it that. Yeah, I don't think so. Um, they'll, they'll, they'll probably think of some completely different word for that. Yeah, and there will be different names in every region. <laughs> <laughs> 
jump out on your face <laughs> in, uh, in the Europe. <laughs> there you go. So it was kind of weird that they didn't have Nintendo Direct for Europe or America at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, sure, America, they always get a, a bad deal with Nintendo Direct. <laughs> it's just like, it's usually just an, um, Reggie behind a desk, yeah. you know, sweating. <laughs> it's like, but, hi, um, I'm an asshole. <laughs> but the European ones, that like done by um, Shibata? Yeah. Iwata Shibata, Shibata, um, he usually does something pretty much on par with the Japanese one, but he didn't do anything this time, so um, I don't know, maybe they're just saving it for the uh, Wii U one, or I don't know. Could be. Maybe there could be one next week, who knows. Mm. But yeah, stick around. There'll probably be connectivity podcasts about that when it does happen, if it does happen. (laughs) Okay, so that about wraps up uh, TGS, another Japan News Talk. So Danny and Minoru have just stepped out of the studio, so to speak, and Matt Walker has joined us. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. So we're going to talk a little bit about Dragon Quest X Online. All right. Which uh, Matt has been playing since day one, right? Yeah, yeah. My wife and I went and picked it up on day one, and we've been playing it since then. We didn't actually start playing online until a couple days after that. My wife wanted to go through all the offline stuff first, which there was about... Uh, somewhere between 10 and 20 hours of offline stuff. Um, all right. Which is all, as far as I can tell, uh, the, the first hour, first hour, hour and a half, uh, you have to do, but then after that, it's all optional. So uh, after you play the first hour, hour and a half of offline, then you can get into the online stuff. And we've been spending, okay. obviously, the lion's share of our time in that since then. So let's let's go back a bit. So um, which version did you pick up? Did you pick up the one with the little USB quote unquote hard drive? Yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah, we <laughs> we ended up picking up the one with the USB stick, which I think was about eight thousand yen or so. Um, wow. Originally, we had reserved the other one because I had read online that you know we could use any old um, mm-hmm. uh, USB drive, but. Uh, come to realize that you also have to format the drive. My hope was that I could take the USB drive that I use to back up like my computer and stuff on and just kind of partition, make a partition for the Wii for that, but uh, no dice. They actually, uh, in order to prepare prepare it for the game, you actually have to format, the, well, the Wii formats the, the hard drive for you, so I didn't want to lose all my stuff off of my regular hard drive, so we ended up switching our pre-order and getting the USB stick one instead. So if you plugged in a 500 gig hard drive with like loads of your photos and your movies on, then it would just wipe everything off. Exactly, <laughs> exactly, and that's the I for would... a tiny little Dragon Quest save. Yeah, exactly. Great. Okay, well, eight thousand yen—that's a premium price. I remember um, at the local store during the uh, release, uh, the, the week of its release, they were they were selling these quote unquote Dragon Quest USB memory sticks, <laughs> but okay. all they were were just like 
Memorex, you know, standard ones, and then somebody put a, a slime sticker on it. Sure, sure. So you just say, look, it's compatible, yeah. And it's actually the one that uh, comes with the game. It, it looks like it's kind of a Wii brand stick. It's this nice little Wii, st- uh, little white stick. It says Wii on it. And uh, it's got a little blue light, kind of similar to, you know, the, the blue light that you have on the front of the Wii, for instance. So uh, whenever it reads from the stick, this little blue light uh, lights up. And it's it's not, you know, glaring, glaring or anything, so it's not going to keep you up at night, you know, if, if somebody's playing the game but uh it is a nice little touch it does kind of go with the wii somewhat so you got you get the game and what's the first thing you got to do when you you put the usb stick in can you play the game like off the disc so nope in fact the disc is literally it's it's literally just an an installed disc uh there's two of them in order to install onto the usb memory so uh they suggest that you put the usb memory in and then turn on the wii and then you turn on the Wii and you boot the um, the channel, the disc channel with uh, the first uh, Dragon Quest X disc in there, and basically uh, that just walks you through a little couple screens saying, "Okay, now we're gonna install this to the USB drive." So that's what it does. It takes somewhere I think around an hour or so to Jesus. install install the two discs onto a 16-bit, uh, 16-gigabit uh, USB stick. So what are you watching when it's installing? Just a progress bar, that's it? Yeah, it's just a progress bar. And I I had the – I was actually watching split screen, you know, because I figured, okay, I'm going to have some time to kill. So I was watching the TV split screen during this. And uh, apparently I think I had read somewhere that they actually play some Dragon Quest music while, uh, you know, you're watching the bar fill up and stuff. Oh, but nice. I did not have my audio on, so I can't tell you – I can't verify that. Okay. Yeah. It would have been cool to have like, um, you know – Previously on Dragon Quest story catch up or something like that, right? I would have been well, you know. I mean, and of course, you know, it's a it's a Japanese JRPG, right? So it has nothing to do aside from mechanics. <laughs> it has nothing to do with the past games, but yeah, it would still would have been nice to have some artwork or something, huh? So after that installation disc is done, you you're never going to use that again. Nope. Yep. Yeah, you just throw you away. throw the disc, you throw the two discs into the box, and you never use those again because now you have a Wii channel for Dragon Quest Ten sitting on your uh, home screen there. Oh, so you you don't even need the second disc like to boot it up? Nope, nope. You don't need. Huh. Nope. And so yeah, like uh, you'll you'll put the first disc in, and it'll install the first disc, and they'll say, okay, now swap to the second disc, and then you'll do that, and then yeah, you'll never need the discs again. Well, I think I asked you this on Twitter, right, Matt? I said like, so could you just lend the discs to your friend, and <laughs> he could have the game? Of course, you'd have to pay it for online, but it's, could you use them? Yeah, it seems like it would be possible, and. I I think I'd read somewhere that to if you were going to say like you know play if you wanted to play the game like you know on your Wii and then play it on somebody else's Wii it sounds like you you might have to like invalidate the copy that you had on your Wii first I'm not sure how that works out but it it seems like it would be feasible to say install it and then yeah perhaps lend the discs to somebody else and have them they could just install it um but I'm not too sure Hmm. Otherwise, it would have to be like a code on every disc, which is unique or something, right? Right, but uh, yeah, I mean, there's there's no code or anything that you have to enter, anyways. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. So, so does it run any faster than a regular Wii game when it's like installed? Yeah, yeah, no doubt. It, I mean, the loading times are are pretty quick. Uh, you know, you'll 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 get a loading screen when you're going between areas and everything, but. Uh, considering, I mean, since it is running off a USB stick, they're really short. Considering you know how big the areas are, for instance. Yeah, I guess most of the loading is just to do with, you know, getting information data from the net, right? Rather than the, the game data itself. 
You know, I th- it seems like, well, maybe, maybe, but it seems like to me more, it's more, it's literally like you get the loading screens when you're going between areas. And so I wonder if it's not, maybe not loading like the geometry and like the collision stuff off, you know, off of the USB drive. And then it streams in like, you know, whatever information it gets from the net over the net. So, uh, cause like, for instance, if you're, if you're in a really packed area, um, you'll, you'll notice that people will, will kind of slowly like appear and, you know, reappear and disappear and stuff like that. Okay. Um, so yeah, I think the internet stuff is a little more seamless. Okay. So when you started out, what uh, character did you make? Oh, did you make it or did your wife make it? Oh, we kind of sat there and we made them together. We ended, so you end up, you start the game and you're, you're prompted to basically make uh, a pair of siblings. So you so you make your first character. So we made uh, our first character just kind of based on uh, roughly what my wife looks like, and then uh, we made a little brother for her for her that we you know made roughly based on what I look like. Uh, so two human characters, and so right. you start out with these two human characters in uh, the first village, and uh, it, there's it's it's a little story about this this kind of magic uh, turtle. <laughs> so there's this magic turtle that that kind of protects the village, and uh, all about how. Well, I guess I probably shouldn't uh, say any spoilers or anything, but uh, in any event, you end up eventually leaving that village, um, and the the one sibling goes one place, to basically the offline mode, and then the first one that you created, the first character that you created, ends up being your main character for the online mode. So once you jump into the online mode, uh, you're able to select, well, you have to select one of the five different tribes that uh, are available to yeah, you. That's the, the subtitle of the game, right? Right, exactly, exactly. And so you can select between uh, dwarves, elves, uh, let's see here, ogres. Ogres are the red ones. These kind of red, these these tall red characters. Um, and then there's two other ones. Uh, Pukudipo, which is basically if uh, you played Final Fantasy XI, it's, it's pretty much exactly the Taru Tarus, only uh, they just look a little bit different. Otherwise, they use like the same animations and everything. <laughs> and then uh, uh, the final one is, is Weddy, which is... This kind of blue character, they kind of they look like they could be have been like merman or mermaids at one point in time. Most of the characters look like Dragon Ball Z characters, right? Yep, yep. They all look like uh, what is it? Akira Toriyama is that the guy's name? Right, yep. right. The design. His characters, yep. Um, so, uh, so the human characters that you mentioned, yep. are they? Um, you never see them again. Are they? They're just in the offline game. And so, yeah, in the offline game, uh, it's all humans, and then in the online game. Uh, eventually, at some point in the story, and I, don't, I won't spoil that, but eventually, at some point in the story, you're able to uh, become human again if you want. So, oh, okay, so you're transforming into this uh, other creature. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I see. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. So, um, so you start you, you start your quest, and uh, you're you're immediately online, right? So, how do you add? friends to your to your gang or your clan or whatever you call it yeah there's two ways to do it you can you can add friends either by you can get a friend code from them and luckily that's that's not too big of a pain it's just their name and whatever you know their character's name is and then a a short friend code that's basically two uh two letters and then six numbers and okay so you can you can register people either like that the only thing is to do it that way they they have to be online at the time or else uh, the request won't get sent. So if, if they are online, it will send them the request, and then you know they can either accept or decline it. Or uh, you know if you, so, say you found somebody that you know you're playing with and you're having a good time, and you want to become friends with them, uh, then you can just select the option when you're near them, you know, to add, add them as a friend, you know, from you know, add, add a friend from you know people around you. 
So that's another way, another easy way to do it if you're actually oh, that's cool. With that's them cool. in line, so you just yeah. walk up to someone and add them immediately. Yep. The the only Wii game to ever do that. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> the last game on the system. <laughs> yep. well, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully it's funny, that's a... it's funny actually thinking about the hard drives thing. Right. I remember Iwata talking about how the Wii was going to do that, like way before the Wii launched. You mm-hmm. know, you'd be able to play games off your any hard drive you choose. Yep. Yeah, that didn't happen. <laughs> hey, well, hey, it's it's our last game, and here it is. It's finally happening. It only took him. Yeah. It only took him what six years, something like that. Yeah. So, um, I, when you got online and started playing online, you do, um, obviously these are mostly Japanese people, right? Oh, there are few uh, foreigners on there who are living in Japan, or they've found other ways to cheat the the IP or whatever. Yep. yep. But. Um, do you have fun playing with these uh, random people? Oh yeah, that yeah. You've befriended. Oh yeah, all the all the Japanese. It's it's interesting. Japanese people are incredibly polite in online games for the most part. So uh, there's there's one instance where I was I heard from a guy on Twitter, uh, another guy that lives in Japan, that uh, one time he was partying with some people and uh, they felt so bad that he had died during you know their battle with uh, this boss or something like that that. Uh, they said, "Here, look, you, you, you go ahead and respawn at the church because that's where you respawn in Dragon Quest, and we will come, we will come meet you." And so, you know, he was thinking they weren't really going to do it, but he went back to the church, and sure enough, they had been waiting there. And uh, not only that, but they actually gave him like his share of the money that he would have gotten had he actually beaten. Yep, had he lived through what the boss. What a beautiful story. <laughs> yeah, really impressive. I'm tearing up, man. And so, yeah, for the most part, everybody's really nice. I wonder and if that polite. would ever happen in the West. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> I'd be surprised to hear if I heard that somebody Have you played, did. um, you, you played Final Fantasy, what is it, 11? Yeah, I did play a little bit of Final Fantasy 11 back in the day. First, maybe the first year or two years of it, yeah. With American people, mainly. Oh, yeah, 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 with, All with Americans. Yeah, back then I had tried to uh, play with Japanese people, but my computer didn't support Japanese characters, so uh, <laughs> trying to trying to type you them... You to and, write it in Romaji or something. Exactly, and they, they were pretty pretty not trusting of, distrusting, rather, of people that could not type in their actual language. Ah, right. Yeah. <laughs> I see, I see. Yeah. Cool. So, um, you, you, you keep uh, mentioning that your, your wife is really into this game, right? So oh, yeah. would you say that she's put more hours in than you? Oh, God, yes. Yeah, and what we've been doing is uh, we use the same character, and basically we'll just kind of uh, switch off with that character, and she's put way, way more hours than I have. I usually come home and from work, and you know I'll, I'll basically grind with that character a little bit, but uh, what happens most of the time is I'll end up becoming the keyboard person, so, so while she's playing with people, I'll, I'll end up typing whatever it is she says. She actually speaks to the people. Because uh, I'm pretty fast at typing, so. <laughs> <laughs> I see, I see. Yeah. So, um, is she a Dragon Quest fan? Like, she's played all the previous ones? Oh, yeah, no doubt. Yep, she's a huge Dragon Quest fan. She's been for years, ever since she was a kid. And there was no beef about this being a online game? Uh, well, yeah, she was pretty pretty scared of the idea of having to play online at first. And if I, at first, she didn't really want to buy it, but I said, come on, let's buy it. You know, it's, it's Dragon Quest, you love Dragon Quest, and... You know, I want to do everything I can to support, you know, uh, the Japanese game industry, basically. So we picked it up, and she's been enjoying it for the most part. I mean, there there still are some kind of rude people here and there, but rude rude in Japanese is basically the equivalent of, you know, somebody uh, not, uh, for instance, not saying hello or saying thank you. That's that's basically it. <laughs> Otherwise, there's they don't really do anything too much too much worse than that. No teabagging or anything. 
No, not today. No. Is there, are there any ways to grief people in this game? Well, um, let's see here. There, well, there there is one little visual trick. Apparently, you can you can get banana peels, and uh, you okay. can place the banana peels down, and, and characters other characters can't see them. But uh, you know, you can place them somewhere, and then a character can trip over them. And then you can sit and laugh at them. That's that's basically <laughs> <laughs> that's the worst it gets. Yeah, it's, that's the worst that it gets. As far as, yeah, as far as I can remember. Well, there's there's one thing. There's there's a, a feature that you can actually roll dice. You can you can uh, select from a, a list of these different um, kind of actions that you can do. And most of the actions are like dancing or like different kind of uh, isatsu, different kind of greetings, <laughs> right. bowing, and that kind of stuff. And uh, one of the things you can do is you can select dice, and so they'll say dice, and then they'll roll a random number. And allegedly, uh, I had read on online somewhere that uh, some people have been kind of taking advantage of kids and saying, hey, let's play a game of craps or something like that. And then, you know, tricking the kids into, you know, giving them money uh, <laughs> and, you know, in-game money for, you know, playing them in craps. Uh, actually, yeah, t talking about kids, the kids' time, right? The free, the time that's free to play. Yep. Um, have you ever played during that time? Yeah, yeah, we we played during that time, but uh, you know, we've we got so we got our first, you know, uh, free first free twenty days there, and then after that, we you know obviously paid our our next month's worth of for the game. So we we haven't actually used it as as free time yet. You know, we haven't okay. we haven't tried to like you know not pay and then see okay can we get in you know during these two hours for free or not. Right, because you, you're just paying by the day or the month, yep. right? You're not paying by the the minute. Yeah, yeah. Talking about the uh, the possibility of, of griefing and uh, stuff like that, like yep. um, a friend a friend of mine was um, very you know very similar situation to your wife. Um, big fan of Dragon Quest, but obviously worried that uh, it's gone gone online and it's all going to be different and scary and people are going to you know stalk her and stuff like that. Yeah, but. Um, you're you're pretty much saying that all those kind of worries are you know they're baseless. There's nothing to worry about that kind of thing, right? For the most part, yeah. I mean, you know, again, there's there's really no way to grief in the game. Um, although, I mean, there are still you know if if you if you're the kind of person that just likes to play RPGs alone, it is still different. You know, I mean, there is still like the fact that uh, one of the things is so there's there's an enemy called Odoru Hoseki, which is uh, translates to you know dancing jewels. And uh, so this enemy is the, the enemy in the game that drops the most money when you beat them. So uh, they're only they only show up in a couple you know rare areas in the game. So what'll happen is you'll usually get a ton of people in those areas. Uh, so if you you know if you want to you know make money from killing monsters, then uh, you kind of have to put up with the fact that you're going to basically be competing with other people to uh, you know get those monsters. And so. You know, there's that kind of stuff that, you know, if you're used to playing single-player RPGs, it's kind of a pain. Have you ever had any uh, technical difficulties playing the game, like um, disconnections or things like that, slowdown? We've had disconnections, yeah, and there's obviously there's there's slowdown. The game does not run, you know, incredibly smoothly, but <laughs> hey, you know, it makes up for it. You know, the, just the fact that for the most part it works so well, and it does look pretty good all the same. I mean, obviously it's not like PS360 level quality or anything, but it still looks pretty nice. And uh, they do a couple nice little graphical things, like there's a, a field of view, for instance. So like the the camera will 
uh, zoom in on a particular character or object, and everything behind it will be blurry. I don't think I've ever seen that in a Wii game before. Uh, there's also certain areas where you see reflections on the floor, so that's another thing that I've not really seen in Wii games. So there's nice little graphical things here and there. But yeah, the game uh, does still disconnect every now and again. Okay. Yeah. So, what what is is there any main goal to um, the the online part of it, or is it, is it just simply get to a higher level? Well, there's there's a story, and so you'll go through the game, and you you have to. It's you know every, every game has every adventure game, anyways, has some kind of uh, some item that you have to get in order to you know proceed to the story, right? So in this one, they're called right. key emblems. So you have to get X number of key emblems to proceed to the story, and then uh, eventually fight the final boss. So there's that. And then, yeah, there is, it, it seems like you cap, the level cap is at 50 right now, level 50, uh, which we're really close to. We're actually, as of tonight, we're at level 49, so we'll get a chance to see if, if you know, we really do cap out at 50 or not in the coming days here. They're due for an update soon, I guess. Yeah, I guess as of October, they're supposed to roll out a pretty hefty update, and I think part of that update's going to be among other things, you'll be able to build your own house and kind of have your own house to decorate and whatnot. Nice. Yeah. So you're saying that with each like level, is it like you reach a certain level or and you can you get a certain amount of items and then you can access the next part of the world? Is that is that how it works? Actually, for the next for the next part of the world, it's just if if you can handle it, if you can find some way to you know get through and, and beat the next boss, then you can proceed to you know. Uh, the next part, or the next part of the story, rather, and uh, it's pretty non-linear. So you, you, if as long as you can survive, you have access to the whole world from the get-go. You can, you know, go wherever you want. Um, and as is the case with other Dragon Quest games, the way that you can fast travel is by using uh, in in the ga in the past games, it was it was a spell called Luda. And then in this in this game, it's uh it's an item. They're they're Lula stones. And so what happens is. These Luda stones, you can set whatever uh, town you want to be the base for that stone, and then whenever you want to teleport back to that town, you can just use that stone. Um, cool. Yep. So that's how you can get around, anyways. And yeah, you're not you're not really forced to. There's there's no way that you're kind of limited access by any means. It's just a matter of um, in order to proceed to the story, you just have to you know get these key emblems for each different area of the game. And there's plenty of time to add in like other methods of transportation in future updates, right? Like you know mounts or whatever yeah. things to ride on. Yeah, and I mean there there's still this other like the other big thing is there's a there's a train system. So there's a basically oh, cool. a rail that connects. Very Japanese. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A rail that connects all of the different um, big cities in the game. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay, that's cool. Yep. That's cool. Is it called the Yamanote Sen? <laughs> no, I can't remember what it's called, but uh, it's only it only costs like twenty five gold to get to any town. So regardless nice. of where you are. Cool. So I think one of the biggest fears that people might have, you know, with this going into online, like, does it have a purpose? Does it guide you towards the next goal enough? Um, do you do you think that it does? You you never feel like aimless, like not knowing what to do. Yeah, you never feel aimless. You never feel lost. I mean, there's always there's always pretty specific instructions for hey, this is what you should do next, and uh, there's also a list of quests that you know whatever whenever you get a quest from like an NPC, uh, you can always open that up and see okay, my quest then where am I supposed to go next, and uh, you have a pretty good idea. Cool. Yeah. Cool. So you would, you would recommend it to fans of Dragon Quest? Is it eight? The last kind of uh, PS2 one. 
Right. Um, fans of that, would they get on with this version? I think so. Yeah. Well, I've never played eight. I played I played a little bit a little bit of nine, and I played the first one, and now this one. So I haven't played as much, but my wife's played all of them, and she seems to be enjoying this one. So I would, yeah, I would recommend it to people that enjoyed eight. Although uh, you know, plenty of purists will say that, well, how could you possibly go from eight to Wii, graphically speaking? Because you could have done so much more if you'd put it on PS3 or something. Hmm. Right. And I guess the uh, the final question would be: Are you going to rebuy this on Wii U, and would it be in Japanese or English? Well, uh, I I I think when I get my Wii U, it'll probably be a Japanese Wii U. So uh, if I did rebuy, it would be in Japanese. But I, unless it was only like maybe twenty five bucks or so, I wouldn't want to spend extra money because <laughs> I should just be able right. to you know play this version on my Wii U and even if it doesn't look good. I don't know if it's going to have still going to have the subscription charges or whatever, right? In the states, it might not have that. I don't know. Would you pick it up if it was you know free to play? If it was free to play, I don't know. I already spent you know eight thousand yen on the on the <laughs> disc for this. So. I guess free to play is the wrong word, right? Because that indicates something like a Facebook game. But you know, you pay the sixty dollars and then that's it. That's sure. what I mean. Sure. Yeah, probably probably not because I've already spent eight thousand yen on this disc. Mm-hmm. So probably not. Right. Right. Well, as someone who's never played a Dragon Quest game like me, you know, I'm I'm willing to wait for the Wii U version and you know. Seeding glorious HD and yep. obviously without the monthly charges would be nice, <laughs> like yep. like they did with Monster Hunter. Yeah, no doubt. Things like that. Cool. So uh, that about uh, wraps up this Dragon Quest segment. So thank you very much, Matt. Thank you, buddy. And let's invite uh, Danny and Minori back to wrap this show up. <laughs> Okay then, so um, yeah, that about wraps up this uh, Famicast Lite, so to speak. Um, hope you enjoyed it. Um, we may do this again, you know, if there's ever any, you know, tons and tons of news to come out in one month, we may do two episodes if we have time. But for now, let's just call this an extra special um, part two of an episode, which may or may never ever happen again. <laughs> Happy Respect Your Elders Day. It's coming up in Japan. <laughs> is that September? Yeah. Is that that's not Seijin no he, is it? Uh, what day is it? Uh, Kei Minori, what's respect yeah, to your elders yeah, day? Keiro no hi. Keiro no hi, right. Keiro no hi. Happy Keiro so, no hi. Yeah. Wash your granddad's feet, I guess. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> okay. Even though it's a mini episode, um why don't we just read out our last tweets? I already read mine out about how much I hated the uh, Street Pass, uh, sorry, not Street Pass Hero, Airport Hero <laughs> demo. There you go. I'm done. I'm at Family Complicated. Uh, Danny, go ahead. Um, let's see. Uh, I was having a conversation with uh, Matt and Neil about, you know, we're kind of talking about Madden. Uh, Madden 13, it just came out uh, in North America and I guess worldwide. Um, you know, American football game, and apparently it sold like 900,000 copies in one day. Uh, it's like the most it's ever done, I think, in the history of the series, and that, that's crazy. Oh, right. So I was like, I said like 900, you know, 900,000 is a crap ton. I, I bought it too, I did. And, well, it's the Asian region free version, so I don't know if I count in this 900,000. So. When you say it's released in the world, I 
it probably has been released in the UK, but I don't think anyone's aware of that. <laughs> Greg Leahy is playing it. Okay, maybe probably not even. He's probably right. even playing it. <laughs> yeah, he might even be playing the Xbox version now. Now he has one. <laughs> okay, Minoru. Yeah, well, uh, my last interesting tweet is answering the Guild Zero One online questionnaire. I want this special notepad in a drawing, <laughs> and here's a picture. So, uh, if you want to have a look at uh, pictures of it, uh, please follow me on Twitter at nwr underscore minoru. I guess I can give you my Twitter uh, handle too, because I didn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> at Danny Biv. But... There you go. Awesome. So, um, there you have it. Um, I'd just like to pimp uh, my uh, Street Pass puzzle video. Um, I forgot to mention it. Mention it, mention it in Famicast 15. Um, uh, a, f a while back, I did a video of all the Street Pass puzzles completed, and uh, I just updated it with the new Super Mario Brothers 2 and the Oni training and the Kirby puzzles, and also the the McDonald's <laughs> puzzle, <laughs> which is kind of pointless to show in a video because it's just a static photo. But if you want to see those four puzzles completed, then uh, you can find it on the site, or just uh, if you go to YouTube and search for Street Pass puzzles complete collection you'll get the video there so that about wraps up this uh, Famicast Mini, Famicast Lite, Famicast 15.2 delete as appropriate and uh, yeah keep uh, looking at your feed and you'll be getting lots of awesome uh, podcasts from uh, Radio Free Nintendo <laughs> <laughs> I almost forgot the name of it then <laughs> <laughs> And, of course, listen to uh, Guillaume's Radio Trivia episode and Connectivity and Connector Bytes. I'm sure there'll be plenty of Connector Bytes coming up soon because there'll be news all over the place, especially with the upcoming Wii U uh, announcement on the 13th. So definitely get excited yes. for that. Also, be sure, if, if you're listening to the podcast and you listen to it like on a smartphone or something like that, check out the MP4 you know, enhanced version because... I'll throw up maybe some random pictures of, up there and stuff like that. So if we're talking about something, if you just maybe look at your phone, you'll see, oh, that's what these guys are talking about, you know, something like that. So it was it was awesome, especially in the in Famicast 15. You you added some really cool photos <laughs> and pictures in that one. Yeah. Um, it's not only just between the chapters, but you know, just there's even multiple ones between between chapters, and so you can get like, uh, you'll always have like some interesting thing to look at. So it's it's definitely worth doing if you have the capability. And maybe I'll just throw something in for like a couple of seconds just to see who catches it. <laughs> <laughs> just, just flash up <laughs> some <laughs> horrendous image. <yeah. laughs> so, uh, yeah, there you go. That's it. That's the end of the episode. So, until Famicast 16, which will most probably be a TGS uh, special. So, until that episode. Thank you, Danny. Yes, thank you. And thank you, Minoru. Yes, thank you. So, fam crew out. Peace. Bye.